Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to What Would Kay Say? I am your host, Kay Edwards. How is everyone doing today? My blessed and highly favored people, right? And I say that, I say that every Sunday, or I started saying that every Sunday, and I want to continue to say that because we are blessed and highly favored, right? Prayers and blessings to all of the highly favored people. And I want us to start walking and talking as though we believe that, right? We believe it. And the more we say it to ourselves, the more it will begin to become part of our lives. So now, I have a lot to talk about today. So I want to get straight into the housekeeping and then we can start the show. Radio Free Brooklyn's mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media, literacy, education, free expression, and public art. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. Every dollar helps us stay on the air and allows us to continue our work in the community. We are a 501c3 nonprofit organization, so all contributions are tax deductible. Please support with a monthly pledge or one-time donation at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org dot slash, excuse me, donate. 
And now I feel a little off. So if it seems like I'm talking kind of weird, it's because one of my headsets is out. One of my, not headsets. Yeah. One of my earpieces is out. So I'm only hearing something through one side of the headset. And it's it's kind of, it's strange because I hear myself talking, but I only hear myself talking on one side. So not that I'm really technically savvy when it comes to all this uh, equipment, when it comes to radio stuff and music and everything. I'm not, but I know the difference. And I understand now when I used to see singers doing a concert and they were like saying, you know, like, I can't hear myself. I can't hear myself because it does throw you off. If the balance is not there and you're speaking, it throws you off. I mean, I know what I'm saying. I know what my voice sounds like, but when you're hearing it through speakers or through an earpiece and it's not balanced, it does throw you off. So if I seem a little out of sorts when I'm talking to you, that's the reason. Because as I'm talking, I'm still like, I keep tapping the side that's not making, that's not giving me sound. And I'm like wondering like, where's the sound? But I I don't know how to, I don't know why it's not working or how to get it to work. So we'll just work with this, right? Because God is good. And regardless of what the devil throws our way, we will overcome it, right? So today's topic right, is is titled Faith Beyond Measure. Now, you guys know I have spoken about faith in a show by itself earlier, right, earlier in one of my earlier shows. But what makes today's show different and what makes it still very fresh is that you can never, you can never exhaust a topic when it comes to the kingdom of and God, no matter what the topic is, it can never be exhausted to the point where you're like, oh, we've heard about that enough. Because every time you talk about it or whenever he gives it to someone else to speak about it, it becomes fresh and it becomes new because it becomes relevant for the time that he's giving it to us. Right. So. As I always say, everything with God is like building. He starts small and he builds you up, builds you up, builds you up. That's where your level of maturity comes in, right? Because we all start out as babes when we first come to him. We don't know anything about the Lord. We don't know anything about the kingdom. We don't know anything about being saved, about being a Christian. We don't know anything like that when we first start, you know, following and decide to, that's the life we want to live. So we all start out as babes. And as time goes on, the more we learn, the more we put into practice what we have learned, it becomes a building block. Just like when we started school, you started in kindergarten, you started with the baby things in math, one plus one is two. And then before you knew it, you were doing ex, um, exponents and fractions and all types of stuff, right? Same thing with the kingdom. Everything starts small and you build up. So I say that to say whatever topics he had us touch upon during the course of this journey that we've been taking, that was just your introduction to let you know, okay, we've touched upon that, but now I'm going to get deeper in it so you get a better understanding of what it is. So that's why today's topic is faith beyond measure. And our reading is going to come from Hebrews 11:3 which says by faith we understand that the worlds were framed 
by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible, right? And without faith, it is impossible to please God, right? Hebrews eleven six tells us, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Now, if you just take that, if you just take that by itself, 11.3 lets us know that the word of God, right? The word of God made things seen that were not seen, right? So in our faith, we have to believe in things that we have not seen yet. Because if we see it, then it's already come to pass, right? Anything you can see, anything that's tangible, it's already happened. So you don't have to believe faith for it because it's there already, right? So, and the thing about this, that when I... Okay, let me just do it like this because I'm starting to jump ahead of myself. And I notice that when I get so excited about the word, I will jump ahead. And I don't want to speak anything out of turn because I had to really get this so that it flows and everybody understands, right? And I want to say this. I love the fact that when God speaks, he speaks to all of us, right? Because when God pours out his spirit, he pours out his spirit on all of us, right? And from But most of us don't even don't even notice that he's pouring out his spirit. You have to be in tuned with him to even pick up what he's saying. Right. And he pours it out from the most well-known of pastors to the most, as you would say, unnoticed like me, like you, like anyone else that we know that we don't consider air quotes famous. But can I tell you that God knows all of us by name? So even though we may look at others as being so famous and so powerful and so in the know when it comes to stuff, you're just as important as they are. You are just as important as the next one because he knows all of us by our name, right? So I lead, I say that because whenever he gives me something to share with all of you, he will always give me a reference either before or after I've shared it. Most of the time I'll share it and then I'll hear later on other people will tell me, oh, you know, Pastor so-and-so was talking about that today. Or, you know, I was watching this show and they started talking about this, right? So now this week, and here we go again, last week I was talking about obedience and I started to lead into this show, what I'm talking about right now, but It was going to be too crammed last week and I didn't want to jam everything into one because I'm like, why am I trying to stuff everything into one? And I could just spread it out to the next week. So that's why the topic we're talking about today, I took the full show today to talk about it. And I say that because he'll always give me references and confirmations, like I said, right? So this week I get I get emails from Tony Evans, right? So I, he's one of my favorite pastors and I received an email from him this week and what he wrote in the email when I read it, it took me back to last week's show and brought me forward to this week's show. And this is what he said. I'm quoting from a part of the email that he, that he sent out. Many of us are waiting for big blessings, but are, but are we willing to be obedient in the small things? 
God has since granted me a large church and a national platform, but those didn't come without years of obedience, of taking the steps he asked me to take. We must always be faithful in the small things. Even Jesus started his earthly ministry in a small way, just a baby in a manger. But from that humble beginning came a life that changed the world and brought redemption to you and me. If God can't get you to do little acts of good works, why should he entrust you with even greater opportunities, right? So this is what Dr. Evans stated. And then he goes on to say, he goes on to say, God used people with flaws, but who had faith walking without seeing it first to accomplish great things in and through their lives. When you step out in faith, God will meet you there, right? So when I read that email, I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday that I got it. When I read it, I just sat back in the chair and I was like, okay, God, okay, okay, I get it, I get it. When you give me something, I know, and I, I've always do it. I do it anyway. When he gives me something, I speak on it, no matter how much it may be toiling in my spirit. And I'm starting to get over that more and more and more when he gives me certain topics to talk about and the way he wants me to present it. I used to wrestle with it like, oh, I don't know if they want to hear that from me. But I know that when I do it, it's no sooner than 24 hours, 48 hours later, it's coming back. Somebody else is doing it. Sometimes the same day, somebody else is talking about the same thing. So that's when I say when he pours out his spirit and it's a message he wants his people to have, he's pouring out that spirit for those who have ears to hear and for those he has entrusted to spread the message and give that word. It's for us to give it to the people when we get it, when he Drops it in our spirit. It's for us to give it to you. So I say that because here it is. Tony Evans touched upon what we talked about with obedience. And then he touched upon what we're going to talk about today with faith and how I had the whole thing together in last week's show. But I broke it up into two. So it just I guess it was just my own little like smile. Like I was like, OK, I do hear. OK, I am being I'm learning to be more obedient and it's those little things, it's those little things that keep you going on your journey because sometimes we can go on the journey and we feel like, oh, are we doing the right thing? Are we actually following? Are we actually really hearing from him? Do we actually really hear from God? And I'm sure some of you probably do question that because at times like I could be like, oh, yeah, I know I hear from God. And then there's other times when it's like I'll do something. and I'm like, did I really hear from God? So he gives you those little things to let you know you heard from me. What you thought you heard, you heard. So just keep going where you're supposed to go, right? So then, right? So we started talking about obedience last week and how it's key to what God wants from us, right? And now, and how reading and following his word prepares us for our purpose, right? Right? And that we would not accomplish our purpose without faith. And it has to take not surface faith, but faith beyond measure. And God 
who will use whoever comes to him believing that he is who he says he is and will do what he says he will do. And I say that to say it's because of the faith that makes God move. It's your faith that makes him move, right? So when you think about it, and I think about it, I thought about people in the, when you think about people in the Bible, they always talk about Abraham, how he had the faith to believe that God said he was going to be the father of many nations. And he promised that he was going to have a son, even though him and his wife were past the age of childbearing, but he believed that God was going to do it. And God did give him a son, right? So then I started thinking about other people in the Bible. And then when I was reading about what Tony Evans said about God will use anyone as long as you're faithful. Then it made me think about Rahab the harlot, right? Rahab the harlot. And it's funny how in the Bible they'll put a name so that you know exactly who that person is, right? And she was the one who lived in the wall of Jericho that right before the 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 Israelites, before they came, when they came out the wilderness and was going to take the promised land that God promised to them, they had to do the whole Jericho march to bring the wall down. So she was one of the ones that saved the spies to, you know, spy out the camp to see who the enemy was and how to get them. Right. So you could read that story about her in Joshua. If you want to know the rest of the story, I'm not going to go into it in detail, but I'm just saying how. She's in the Bible and she's in the lineage of Christ because she believed in what she had heard about the God of the the Israelites. She heard the story of how their God brought them out of Egypt from slavery and how he opened the Red Sea and let them walk through it without anybody drowning or getting wet or anything, how he parted the seas. She heard that story. So she believed in her heart wow, there is a God out there that can do such things. And then she decided to help them when it came to spying out the land that God had promised to them. But I say all that to say, even a harlot who believes, and that's how you know that anybody can go to God and he will accept them once you believe who he is, he says he is. It doesn't matter where you've come from. It doesn't matter what you are or what you are at the moment, because what you are at the moment is not who he created you to be. When she was born, he didn't say, oh, she's going to be, you know what? She's going to be a harlot for the rest of her life. And that's it. No, she decided to become that. But it also shows you that regardless of what you decide to become, you could become better than that. Right. For all of you who think that, oh, I can't be because I've been doing this or I've been caught up in this and God could clean you up and you can be whatever it is he wanted you to be. But it would take the faith to believe that. You would have to believe that it is true. And you would have to believe it without seeing it. Because when you look at yourself in the mirror every day, all you see is that person that you think you are. So you would have to believe beyond that, that you weren't that person that you're looking at in the mirror, right? And it makes me think of me with my journey here on the radio. I knew, like I said, I always talk about this in bits and pieces. I always, you know, throw parts of my story out there just so it makes it believable for a lot of people that might be wondering, are they doing what they're supposed to do? Or is this really the path that they should be walking on? I knew that I was going to have something to do with speaking. From an early age, I knew I was going to have something with a voice, but I didn't know what it was. 
And when I say something with a voice, it's not like I said, oh, yeah, I'm going to be this person. I'm going to be talking, 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 because I actually wanted to be a judge. I actually wanted to go into law and be a judge. That was my ultimate job to be a judge. I just thought judges were. And I still think that they're just so something regal about a judge. Right. But even in being a judge or even in being a lawyer, it still requires you to speak. Right. You still have to speak. You still have to have some type of, you know, understanding of something to debate it, to defend it. You know, so I knew it was going to be something with talking and speaking that I would be doing, but I never knew it was going to be this. And I never knew it was going to be in this manner of speaking for the kingdom. So when he, when I, the more I started believing that I was going to have something to do with speaking, the more I started practicing with it, like speaking, just speaking out more, speaking against injustices where it wasn't even a platform for speaking against it. Injustice. A lot of times when I spoke up about things, it could have either cost me my job. You know what I mean? And I'm sure it cost me plenty promotions because they were like, we can't have her mouth up there screaming. But you know what? We can't let her go either because she's just that good at what she does. So, yes, I'm going to do what I have to do, but I'm still going to let you know if it's something wrong, I'm going to speak about it. So with all that, I'm thinking, oh, okay, I'm going to be public speaking and, you know, I'm going to be in seminars. Remember I told you doing speeches, having conferences, things like that. But then COVID came, shut everything down. Right. So we didn't have large groups, groups anymore. And then I'm like, okay, God, what am I supposed to be doing with this? And then that's how I found the radio station, just going on the Internet, looking up things with just speaking, speaking opportunities. And the radio station popped up. So not that I knew anything about radio. I came and I volunteered, started volunteering here at the radio station before I knew it was talking to the different radio hosts and they were telling me different things that they were doing. And, oh, you know, you could do it. You know, you should get a. when I when I speak to people and they hear my voice, the first thing they always say is, oh, you know, you need to be on the radio. So when I was talking to them, the, that's the first thing they noticed. They was like, oh, my gosh, you have a radio voice. You need to be on the radio. Then they started talking to me. Well, if you know, if you did go on the radio, you're like. What would you talk about? And in my mind, I was like, yeah, if I got on the radio, what would I talk about? You know, why would what show would I possibly have? But then I started thinking, well, what else? Me talking about various things, just me talking. But then when I started narrowing it down, and that's the thing with God, too. We think so pie in the sky. And it's not that we can't have all the pieces of pie in the sky. But when you really think about pie in the sky, can you really eat all the pieces of pie in the sky? No, you really just want to eat one, maybe two, right? So when you think about everything, you have to start narrowing down to what you really want to do. And that's what I had to do here at the radio station. I had to think about if I were to have a speaking platform what would I be speaking about? And that's when my focus started concentrating on, oh, okay, I could talk about this. Or, oh, okay, I could have a show that empowers people to make their lives better, but make their lives better while they're still living out the word of God, but not being so as churches would have it where you're like, you feel like you're confined to a box and you can't breathe. If you breathe the wrong way, it's like, oh, you're doing something wrong. No. But let you understand that 
even if it appears that you're doing something wrong, that's still between you and God to work out what's wrong. Yes, it's for your brother or sister to try and correct you because nobody wants you to just fall off a cliff. But you know what? If you want to walk close to the edge, I'll tell you, you know, if you keep going too close to the edge, you just may fall. But I'm not going to beat you over the head because you keep walking along the cliff. That's between you and God. Are you supposed to be walking close to that cliff? Maybe he has you walking close to that cliff so that you could understand the dangers that the cliff holds for you. You understand what I'm saying? Everybody has their own walk with him and you have to determine that. So in my mind, it was okay. I could have a show that I could talk to people about living everyday life but yet applying the word of God to help them live the, their life so that it could be better for them as they're going through the motions. And once I started writing everything down and getting everything put on paper, then they start, the hosts here were like, oh, make a proposal, write up a proposal for a show. You know, let us read it, you know, submit it to the board and, you know, we'll everything that I told them, it was like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. We have nothing on the air like that. None of their other programs on the air were like that. So it was like, yeah, let's take it. You know, let's do it. Write it up. Let's do it. Submitted the proposal. As soon as they got it, it was approved because they were like, we don't have anything like that. And we want something. We want to be. If like I like when I read my housekeeping, right, this is a platform for community and to promote media literacy, education and free expression. Right. So it should be all forms of everything here on the radio station. And that's why I really like working here. And the fact that I started out here because it is an open platform for me to just express myself in God, in what he has to say to me without any type of censorship or, oh, you know, you can't talk about that or, oh, you know, we don't want you to talk about that. There's none of that. So I'm able to talk about whatever it is that I want. So I'm saying all that to say, when I submitted that proposal, I had no idea that they were going to pick it up and say yes, right? But I was still, I had a little bit of faith that, okay, God, this is what you want me to do. So I'm going to I'm going to step out, put myself out there, make myself vulnerable because they could have rejected it. And if they rejected it, of course, I would have felt a little hurt because I was like, but this is what I wrote down and this is what my passion is and this is what I want to do. And if they would have rejected it, I would have felt hurt. But I had to step out in faith, the little bit of faith that, okay, God, this is the direction you have me going in. Let me follow it. And see where it leads. And of course, now, today, I am talking to you every Sunday at 8 a.m. And we're learning how to be better people, how to be better individuals, living by the word that God put out there for us, learning to follow it, learning to stumble and fall and still get up and still learn the lesson from when we stumbled and fell, right? But can I tell you, my faith started out like a mustard seed. And they always say that in the Bible. If you read about it, if you have faith of a mustard seed, right, you can move mountains and stuff. But now my faith has grown into, it's like a plant now. It's like a plant that you would sit on a a windowsill and water it. I'm not saying it's a big rubber tree right now. No, 
it's getting there and that's what it's going to take. I need that rubber tree, palm tree, tree that when you look up, you can't even see the top of it. I need that redwood California tree that when you walk on the base of the trunk of the tree, it looks like an 18 wheeler to just try to get around it. And then when you look up, you can't even see the top of it. You need that type of faith and beyond coming into 2022, right? So that we can believe that everything that he has for us and everything that he has for us to do is going to come to pass, right? Because if you remember, he put in all of us everything we needed from the beginning, right? And it's up to us now as the body of Christ to bring out everything that he has given to us as individuals and collectively as we do it together. So this makes me ask the question, and I haven't asked you guys a question in a long time. Here's the question. Why are so many Christians withholding the most important parts of themselves from the world? I'm going to let you think about that for a minute. And excuse me because I am eating candy again. And I'm noticing since the weather has been getting colder. And, you know, we used to go through this before. I have to have something to, you know, keep my throat because I'm talking. But this is the question for you. So why, as Christians, do we withhold the most important parts of ourselves from the world? Right? And we're withholding... Information that's valuable to other people. And I'm going to tell you why we do that. It's because we don't trust what God has said to us. We don't trust what he's written in his words. And that's why we withhold information, right? That's why we withhold information. Because we feel like, well, if we go and talk about it, and if it doesn't happen, you know, what is that going to make us look like? We're always so afraid of what it's going to make us look like. But if you're trusting in what he said to you and that's what it is, you got to step out and do it. You just step out and do it. Don't you think there's so many times that he's made me vulnerable that and I told and I shared this with you in the beginning, not in the beginning of the first shows, but as the shows were progressing, I found that he was bringing more of me out to you. And that's the part I was trying to keep shielded. So when I used to come on the air in the beginning, that was the one side. That was the Kenya that was the radio host. And then the Kenya that was off the air was the Kenya that was off the air. People that knew her. But what God was showing me or what he has been showing me is I take you through certain journeys, the little mini journeys that I give you. Because I want you to be able to share it with people because there's people out there that's listening to you that are taking those journeys or are about to take it and they need to know how to maneuver through those journeys. I didn't just put you through those journeys just because I wanted to put you through things. I put you through those journeys because I needed you to go back and tell the story. And even if it makes me feel like I'm vulnerable, so be it. Because it's not about me. It's about him and his glory and the kingdom, right? At the end of the day, it's not about either. It's not about any of us. Anything that happens, it's not about any of us. Anything we get from it is a perk. But it's not about any of us, really. The bigger agenda is him, right? So when we think about that, right? 
We have to believe that what we have is what he gave us and what we have to bring forth before we really even see it, right? God will only move when he sees that we believe that he is for us and he has given us everything that we need. And the way that he knows that we believe is when we pray. Because when we speak to him concerning situations, he knows that he has our attention and that we're capable of moving beyond where we are, right? Because we're only going to pray about something that makes us confused or that has us tangled up in something. That's the only time we really start praying. Some, a lot of times, yes, when you become to a certain point, you will just pray just to give thanks. Yes. But in the beginning, when you first start out praying, it's always because you're in something. And it's always like, oh, Lord, I need an answer. Oh, God, get me out of this. That's what the prayers usually are. In the beginning, until you learn how to maneuver and you see you just take one day at a time, right? And sometimes we'll even ask for things that we're not ready for because we don't understand the journey that he has us going through. But it all comes in the maturity. But it all starts still with that faith. When you have that faith, you won't be praying for things that you know you're not ready for because you know in time it's going to come, right? So... To wrap things up, in this upcoming year, everything that you do, everything that we do will have to be done in faith. And it's that's the only way that we'll be able to show that we truly believe everything God has said is true, that his words will produce the fruit in our lives that he said it would, right? We must walk without seeing it, obeying when he tells us to move without knowing where we'll end up. And I'm not saying just helter-skelter, because you know if he's ordering your path, you're following that road, but you really don't. You know what the ultimate way down, what you think it is, but sometimes it's even bigger than what we even could imagine, So we have to still keep walking to see where we're going to end up, trusting and believing that whatever and wherever, whatever and wherever we wind up is where God wants us to be, right? So I ask you again, are you ready for the challenge? Are you ready for the adventure? And I'm going to take it back to my word that he gave me from the beginning of this whole journey. Are you ready for the escapade? So with that, I think it's time for us to take a music break. You've been listening to What Would Kay Say here on Radio Free Brooklyn. What Brooklyn sounds like.
Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. You are listening to What Would Kay Say here on Radio Free Brooklyn. It is now time part, it is now the part of the show. It's now time for the part of the show that I call op-ed. I don't know why I'm getting so tongue twisted today. Um, An op-ed today, I strictly want to talk about COVID. You know, that seems to be my favorite topic, right? But not talk about COVID on the order of what people should do and what they shouldn't do. Not about that. But to just bring awareness to because the holiday is coming up. And if you've noticed, I haven't spoken about any of the holidays, really. I, usually I do around this time of the year, I will speak about the holidays and stuff. But I personally just have not been feeling holidayish, if that's a word. Um, and I don't know if it has to do with everything that has been going on in the last year or so. It probably does. And I think everything that has taken place in the last year or two, starting actually after 2019 when 2020 came in, it has changed my whole perspective of what's really important. And I don't want to seem like a Debbie Downer. I mean, but there's just some things that to me just aren't that important anymore. It doesn't take priority in my life the way it used to take priority. And I'm not saying that it shouldn't take priority for all of you that still love the festivities and all that kind of stuff. But I'm just, you know, I just didn't really feel it this year, actually, and I guess because of everything that's been going on. But I say that for everyone that's planning to travel and gather and have festive occasions, you know, festive parties, and you can't wait to see this one, that one, any other one, because it's been so much time since you saw this one, that one, any other one. Be careful and be safe 
That's the number one thing. Because with this new Omicron that's popped up, this variant, and we know there's going to be another one after this one. And see, that's the thing about it. When we get another variant, it's not like as if, oh, okay, the other ones are gone. It's just another one on top of the other ones. And that's what people have to keep in mind. When we get another variant that crops up, it's not like, oh, okay, we have like when we had COVID. Like I was making a joke with someone the other day and I was like, oh, you know, we were watching the news. and It was like, oh, Omicron, you know, it, sp- it spreads quicker from what they're saying now. It You can spread it quicker than before, than the other COVID. You had to be, you know, certain things with proximity and things like that. But now this one seems to be spreading like wildfire, right? And I was making a joke and I said to someone, is is COVID-19 still out there? I mean, because all we hear about is the Delta and we hear about the Omicron. So we hear about all these variants, which are the mutations from COVID-19. But I'm like, can someone just actually, can anybody just get plain COVID? Like, can you get COVID now without getting a Delta of it? You know, or, but it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that where they're saying, oh yeah, you could have the Omicron and you could have the Delta. But I'm wondering when they test you, when they test you, they're just, are they breaking it out into different tests like okay i'm going to test you for covid-19 but i'm then i'm going to test you for the delta then i'm going to test you for the omicron i don't know if it works like that i think because it's a mutation of the whole thing it's you get one on top of the other on top of the other but i say all that to say and i know i'm always talking about covid it seems to be like my friend right no not really it's not my friend um But I just want everyone to be safe. And that's why I talk about it so much. I talk about it so much because I don't want anyone to catch this thing. And with all the numbers surging now again, it seems like more people are starting to pay attention. And I think we know of so many people having it because so many people now are getting tested. And see, that's the part that makes me leery. Not that, okay, yeah, we know it spreads really quickly, right? But the fact that we know how many people have it now because so many people are getting tested, then that makes you think in your mind. So the ones that aren't getting tested, is there a possibility that they have it also? Do you understand what I mean? Because you didn't know that these people that are now getting tested had it. They don't even have symptoms to make them go and get tested to see, oh, well, do I have it? They're just going to get tested because they're just like, oh, this thing is out there. Let me go see if I have it. So on a whim, they're like, let me go see if I have it. And then boom, bang, they have it. So if it's, oh, let me just go see if I have it. And then, oh, my gosh, I have it. How many other people are walking around that? I don't care if I have it or I'm not even thinking about if I have it. And they have it. So I say that. Just so everyone can be safe, like I said, when you get together, as you're making all these plans for these trips that people are taking, the airports are now crowded. Everything is crowded now. And I also want to say this, that I found to be very, it was very disheartening when I heard the story. People that came here to New York, they came to New York because Broadway had opened up. And yes, they came to see a Broadway play. They came to see the Rockettes because, yes, that is the Christmas tradition to see the Rockettes, to see the Nutcracker, all that stuff. 
But the Rockettes closed their doors because of the surge in the numbers of the COVID, right? And people, they would ha- they had it on the news that people that had purchased tickets, and now they're going to get their money back. They're going to get their money back because the show closed. But they were actually annoyed. Like, oh, that was the reason why I came here, because I wanted to see this, that, this show and that show and whatever. And but then in the same breath, they say, oh, but I understand you have, you know, because of everything going on with COVID that, you know, they're trying to be safe and all. But, you know, why would they have to? So if you understand and you knew now, mind you, when you boarded that flight, knowing that COVID was still lingering around because we haven't beat this yet, what would make you think that everything was just going to be opened up and Everything was going to be fine. So if you knew when you got on the plane, you were taking that chance that, you know, they just opened up Broadway. We don't know if it's really going to stay open. Well, let's just go. And if we happen to be able to catch a show, then we'll catch a show. No, they were like, oh, you know, now we have these tickets. These one people, they were like, oh, we had tickets to the Rockettes. And then we got there and they told us that they were canceling the show because, you know, too many people tested positive with covid and then we were going to go buy another show to another another ticket, set of tickets to another show. And then we get there and they're talking about, oh, we're shutting down because of COVID. And they, they were really annoyed. Like, oh, how many shows are we going to have to keep going to? And they're going to tell us that they're closing their door. Well, hello. If they want to keep their performers safe, if they want to keep their audience safe, you're going to get annoyed because, oh, you came to New York City and, oh, you want to see a Broadway show. So everybody in the Broadway show should get up there and put themselves at risk because you're annoyed because you have to get a refund on a ticket. See, and it's that mentality. It's that mentality right there that I'm like, people get a grip. Right. And that's what makes me go on these rants about do you know that it is still COVID out there? And normally I wouldn't talk about it like that. But when I hear the reaction to people when certain industries want to say we want to keep our performers safe or even when they change the football games because so many football players were on the team had come down with COVID that they had to the games that was normally scheduled to play today. They're not playing today. They're not going to play them until tomorrow and Tuesday. You're going to have football on Tuesday now. Because they had to stretch the games out. So when people say, oh, and I bought this ticket and hello, this is the time we're living in right now. So if you happen to get lucky because you bought a ticket and you're able to see the show you want to see or the game you want to see, count it as a blessing. Count it as a blessing. Because these people that are doing, that are performing these shows, these people that are playing these games, yes, that's their profession, But they're also putting themselves at risk also. Did you think about that? That you know what? Maybe we don't want to do this because some of us may come down with it. Oh, but we should just do it because you want to keep your money for your ticket? Come on, people. Let's get a grip. It is the holiday season. And if we're supposed to be spreading good cheer, let's spread a little good cheer that, oh, if you don't get to see your show, so be it. Do something else. New York is a big city. First of all, you shouldn't have hopped on a plane to come over anyway. You know that you know the numbers are soaring. So if you know the numbers are soaring, why are you flying all over the place just to be flouncing around sitting at a Broadway show? But I got I digress now. 
And that's the end of op-ed. So remember our word of the month is resilient, right? We will bounce back from whatever adversity or any challenges that come in our life, right? And that goes with your tickets with the Broadway show as well. Our word of the month is resilient. And our promise for today comes from, let me put my glasses on because you guys know I cannot see without my glasses. Our promise for this week comes from John 10, 27 to 28. And this is the King James Version. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. And with that, I say, have a good day. Have a beautiful Sunday. And until God brings us together again next week, peace. Why is it not playing? Before the hell, the answer, the sun.